Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Welcome up, America. Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the TyRack.com studios, TyRack.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping. Free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TyRack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. We have a tremendous show for you today. Tremendous show for you today. We'll talk some Lincoln Riley putting out feelers to the NFL, reportedly. Um, and Alongside this Caleb Williams story. Also, our guy Josh Lucas is going to join us, former director of player personnel for the Bears. I want to ask him about a little bit of what I'll propose here upcoming in two minutes. Danny Cannell joins us in the second hour of the show. We'll get you ready for a huge college football weekend, including his alma mater, the Florida State Seminoles. Florida State Seminoles. Uh, Welcoming in Duke. I love Duke. That's in the second hour of the show. I should point out that, and this is one of the things that I struggle with. Right, I struggle with is how much did we cover Colorado football for a month, and then how little will we cover it now? And do we feel bad about how much how much energy we gave to the story? Right, man, we spent a lot of time. And there's a lot of other really good stories in college football, but that's one that you cared about. The numbers showed, and by numbers I mean the Colorado football games. Like we may look back at the end of the season, and go like. I cannot believe I stayed up late to watch Colorado come back and beat Arizona State. Or I watched the overtime of Colorado-Arizona. But I did, and I think many of you did as well, but it's really interesting. Meanwhile, Florida State, which uh, not hiring Deion Sanders is one of the things that triggered Deion to want to get into coaching and, frankly, steal away Travis Hunter, who had been committed to the Knowles for over a year. Uh, Florida State's undefeated on the year. Seems like they figured it out just fine this time around without Dion. All right, let's get to one of the stories of the day. This one's interesting. Patriots continue to struggle. Last weekend, they lost to the Raiders. 
despite the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt and the Raiders aren't particularly good. Uh, then there's a story out all right, that the Patriots are considering the idea of moving on from Bill Belichick. And, you know, look, uh, no one is without ego. And we all get tired of, uh, of who we're working with or who we're working for. And many relationships do have a timestamp on them. You know, just like players with coaches as well. And you look at the New England Patriots and it's very reasonable, very reasonable to think, and maybe it's time. Okay. Uh, maybe it's time to replace Bill Belichick. Now, the obvious thing to do, or the obvious first step is, you, you got to at least have a plan in place. And that's what it feels like this is. You got to have a plan in place. You got to figure out who the next guy is. Is it Gerard Mayo? Right. He's been the defensive play caller for the Patriots the last couple of years. He's a potential successor to Belichick. He played for Belichick. Is there going to be a handoff in that sense? Or are you simply going to take player personnel duties from him and force him to change, evolve, and maybe quit? Now, if it's me and Belichick has the energy from it, I don't think you replace him. But I think you have to operate under the, under the premise that you may have to because he may... He may pull rank and he may offer to walk if you want to take, you know, personnel, personnel duties from him. But the job of a boss is a lot like there's a there's an expression. And this is a minor league basketball expression. And minor league basketball, it's called the rule of five. You have five on the floor, five on the bench who want to replace the five on the floor. You have five on the bus who are prepared to replace the five on the bench or prepared to replace the five on the floor. And then you got five, five names in the top of your desk drawer to replace the five guys in the bus to replace the five guys on the bench to replace them, right? You got to always be prepared. It's the same thing with whether you're a college athletic director or you're running an NFL team. You got to have a backup plan. I'm not sure if you guys are a big fan of Tom Clancy books. Or those Tom Clancy movies. You know, the Clancy movies were Hunt for Red October, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, right? Those are all Tom Clancy novels made into. And Jack Ryan was the CIA um, CIA officer who was at the center of all these Tom Clancy novels. And, of course, it's made, Amazon even has a, has a series. You know, they have two different um, – two different – um, CIA officers or two different famous actors to play those that CIA officers. Anyway, point is this. I think it was Hunt for Red October, right? Where they're on the submarine and they're trying to figure out if this Russian sub commander played by Sir Sean Conray wanted to defect. And the late Fred Thompson the late Fred Thompson, who later became like a senator, right? Was he a senator? He was some sort of elected official. The late Fred Thompson is is the commander of the, I believe he was the commander of the of the sub, or he was on the sub, and he's like, son, the average Ruski doesn't take a dump without a plan. 
Well, that's the same thing in the NFL. And it doesn't matter how successful all these NFL teams are. You got to have a backup plan. You got to have an exit strategy. What are you going to do? Like, and if you don't, shame on you if something goes wrong. No matter how good your coach is. Like, look, in college, and we'll talk about the Lincoln Riley story. Right? But I don't care how good your college coach is. Nick Saban, he could retire tomorrow. Lincoln Riley, he could go to the pros tomorrow. You better have five names at the top of that desk drawer that'll pick up the phone that the donors are willing to pay that you'll keep the players with. Same thing goes for quarterback in the NFL. Like, you better have some names of some guys and plan. If things go to hell in a handbasket, what are you going to do? So I, I don't think this means it's over, but I do think it means, hey, if they don't win more than two or three games and we go to him and say, we need somebody else to do all the player personnel because we don't think it works, or maybe we want to make a change completely, we got to have a plan in place. And I think for Belichick, as much as he wants to pass Don Shula, you need one of two things. Like, you don't want to go out, uh, you know, on a, you have a three or four win season and, and go out that way. He'll be motivated to want to come back and come back elsewhere. I think what you want to convince Belichick of is, hey, we're going to change some things and make it refreshing. And it'll be the same place, but it'll be a completely different work environment. And you have to be willing to understand that Belichick may walk from that. He may say, no. And then you have to go to your desk drawer and have five names in place and have something to make sense and understand that you're going to be changing everything if Bill Belichick walks out the door. And he is not leaving you with a full cupboard. That cupboard is bare and needs to be badly rebuilt. It's not a surprising story in any way. In any way. But... The, the reason many times these things, these coaching changes, quarterback changes, administrative changes, don't pan out well is, did you not have a plan? Did you not have those five names in your desk drawer? And that's what Robert Kraft has to Like, look, if Robert Kraft decides to, to do anything to tweak with Bill Belichick, and I've said this about Dion, the first time those guys here know is the first time they put their house up for sale. You better have a plan in place. If it's New England, I mean, they need completely fresh new ideas. The number one thing lacking, right, is speed. They have taken uh, toughness and football intelligence above that of speed. You you need added athleticism. And you're going to have to figure out quarterback. And I think the the truth is with Belichick, is he wants he wants an athletic quarterback? Remember, every year we get close to the draft, you hear the hey they were in on they, they they were kicking around the idea of Lamar Jackson. He wants a guy who's not like Tom Brady, who's not a statue. Mac Jones kind of fell in his lap because everybody thought Mac Jones was going to the Niners. So I think Belichick would at some point be okay with adapting, adjusting. Let's change the player personnel. Let's take it off our plate. But you don't know. And if he doesn't. You better have a plan in place to replace everybody. Because what's happening now, like, they just don't have the players. There's just no other way to, to say it. They just do not have as good players as other people. And I'm not talking about the star players. They just, the overall talent on that, 
It's like we can pick apart Mac Jones, but nobody's open. Nobody's open. Yeah, yes, Dan Byer. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things, and you're absolutely right about that. And and you know the reason that guys aren't open, you know, Tom Brady would always go to his like fourth or fifth option if he needed to, you know, right? And uh, I don't even know if Mac can get to that point. But the the prevailing thought I thought leading up to the season, and Albert Breer, who's kind of you know lit this on fire because of of his report, had always said previously that. Gerard Mayo would likely be the heir apparent to Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And now that comes into question because I think that we always just assumed that there would just be a time where Belichick stepped away. And guess what? Gerard Mayo, Belichick clone, steps right in, younger voice, but hey, kind of the same stuff. And now I think Bob Kraft has the decision to be like, all right, if you do make this move, as you said, you go into those five names you got to go completely, I think, outside of the box. Because otherwise, you might as well then just keep Belichick around if you're going to kind of follow that tree. So that has also changed in the last month. Because I always felt that the prevailing thought, whether it was last year or this offseason, was that Gerard Mayo would be the guy who would be in line to be the next head coach of the Patriots. And now if Bob Kraft wants to change, it just completely throws the script out the window. No question about it. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. If you like using debit over credit, don't you think it's time that you also get rewarded? Now you can use debit cashback. Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out 
eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Uh, we got Thursday night spotlight with Derek Carr in the red zone. I don't know if you know this, but the Saints had over 400 yards of offense last week. But, woo, 19 trips in the red zone, only seven touchdowns. That's 28th in the NFL at 36.8%. The Dolphins, on the other hand, 80% of the red zone trips end up with a touchdown. Last season, Derek Carr finished um, last among 33 qualifiers in red zone passer rating, 74.6. That's lowest in the NFL since 2020 from the Raiders. The point is that Derek Carr, I don't know if you want to say pads the stats, but where you really find out about quarterbacks is what they're able to do in the red zone. Offenses as well. You know, between the, between the 20s is fine. What they do inside the 20s or 25s, the high red zone area is is what it's about. And um, they're without their, their, they're likely to be without their starting tackles. Now, conversely, the Jaguars are going to be without their starting guards. Trevor Lawrence a little bit more mobile and Calvin Ridley um, is I think having going to be outstanding, getting you know more and more used to playing with Trevor Lawrence and playing in the system. I don't know, guys. I the Saints' defense has been outstanding. Some of that is they haven't played a particularly difficult schedule, but their offense just leads a lot to be desired. And you got the Jaguars, who I know he's got. Uh, I think he's got a bit of a knee issue. Lawrence does, but uh, I'm surprised they're not a favorite tonight surprised the uh By what do you th- the thing that, oh, that, that comes to mind with the saints is that like to me that they um they personify or epitomize whatever the word is here both what uh, what the nfl product is largely like they are a tough watch and they are a lot of field goals and if they do play good defense that's one thing it's just not very exciting so to me the saints are kind of like personify that that issue with the sport right now that it just isn't a great watch unless you got something riding on it, you know? I'm going to tell you, I don't think the NFL is any different than it's been in terms of quality of watch. I think the difference is now we can see every game. Make sense? It's a lot like people say, well, officiating is worse than it's ever been. No, it's not. You can just see because the replays are so clear and we have so many good, great camera angles. Like, we're just seeing referees are probably better than they've ever been. We can just see more. It's the same thing with these games. Byer, do you think these games are being played at a lower level than in previous years? Um, yes. But I also okay. agree with you on a whole. That and that's been that's been the revelation of the past five years as we see it more. But we're we're coming off of a week where the point total was on average scored by each team was the lowest since 2014 and we had two teams last week score 30 points or more Jaguars were one of them they beat the Colts scoring 37 and the Dolphins were the other scoring 42 so it, and the two teams that were on by were the Packers and Steelers so everybody was playing except those two teams and uh, you know you're right like we were we watched Bill's Giants and and the type of game that was and i think that it's kind of been the overall thought uh to your point doug but i think that there was something about last week and i think that there was something about there is something about this season now whether it's a trend i i I don't know but it feels like last year there was kind of bad football and now in the first six weeks of the year we've had kind of two or three weeks that have kind of been Huh? You know, and I still think we're in the newness age, the honeymoon stage of the NFL season, which probably wears off right about now because we're in week seven. But yeah, I don't think it's been great. 
Mm. I mean, we've talked about the you and I have talked about this, Doug. There's kind of the the lack of practice time and training time kind of leading to maybe a worse quality on the field and maybe even more injuries. I mean, all the injuries don't help the product, right? Um, so, I mean, it's it's kind of become a thing over the last couple of years. Not to not to put you guys on the spot, but yeah, who's been awesome this year? Who's been awesome? The Play- Niners. Yeah, Niners. The, oh, players and the players. Niners. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Tyreek Hill. Yep. Tua Kill. and CMC. Yeah. And then you go, all right, what about Devontae Adams? Well, Raiders have won, but he hasn't done anything. We've seen Josh Allen. He hasn't been really spectacular. Dak's been the roller coaster. No one on the Cowboys offensively, you would say, is has been great. Sure. The, the Lions, for as great of a team as they are, really seems like it's a Jared Goff, David Montgomery – you know, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Sam Laporta combo thing. Um, so, like, even the even the good teams and the great teams, you aren't having greatness shine outside of Miami and maybe San Francisco. It's kind of just been there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. Look, Mahomes, and part of it is, you know, Mahomes yeah. hasn't been as good as the reputation of Mahomes is. But I would also say, again, if we, you know, you. Tyreek Hill off of off of their team they just they don't have that much outside of Kelsey and you know Kelsey's been good made some huge plays some huge catches um, but I also think that's the sport you know is that we if we went back and looked we'd see this is more I, I, I respect the stat that you had to back it up Dan but I also think that like this is kind of the sport that teams end up most teams end up right around that used to be, you know, nine and seven. Now it's like from, you know, from nine wins to seven wins is a really clumped together. And that's because there's a lot of very average football. And there is the, the rarity is the one team that explodes early in the season. You know, the, uh, the, the Peyton Manning year where he had, what do you have, 40 touchdown passes or Right, and then you had one with the Patriots when they were undefeated, and it feel, felt like we we're on that track with the Dolphins until they ran into the Bills, and now people have sort of kind of feel like they may have cracked the code. And the Niners were on that path as just being overall dominant as a team, but they're more of an ensemble cast outside of CMC. And the problem with him is you think he's always going to get hurt. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Got a lot, to, uh, I, I still a lot to unpack. Here's Here's Mike McDaniel was Mike McDaniel when he was asked who deserves most credit for the Dolphins offense. My answer to that would would be who the f cares. Um, I've coached stuff a long time. I haven't seen um, people do what our guys do to try to say it's this person or that person um, is kind of missing the point. It is a a team working together, people working together. You know what I mean? Like we're all connected in that way. So I think I think here's the thing. Um, Tua is a guy who yeah, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Could he survive in a different system? Probably not. But concocting the perfect system for your quarterback just so happens to be the job of a coach. You know, we were actually talking about this uh, yesterday. Yesterday, I was I was at Big 12 Basketball Media Days, and we were talking about, you know, 
that how much of your success is based upon your own uh, abilities, how much of it is based upon the circumstances that you play under, you know? And it's like, um, it's like with, with Steph Curry and Johnny Flynn. And they were giving me, guys were giving me grief. They're like, yeah, you're the, you're the idiot that thought Steph Curry couldn't play. And, of course, they know, I, I know they, I didn't say he couldn't play. I thought Johnny Flynn had more upside. I thought Johnny Flynn was the next Kevin Johnson. Uh, I did. I thought he was the next Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson, the the former mayor of Sacramento, star with the Phoenix Suns. And he went to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who were coached by Kurt, Kurt Rambis, and Kurt Rambis put him in the triangle. If you know anything about basketball, if you're a guy who needs the basketball to make plays and comes off of a ball screen and is an attacking guard, that's the last offense you ever want to play in. Right. Look at the successful teams that Phil Jackson had running the triangle and look at their point guard. Right. Steve Kerr was a backup most of his career, except in the triangle where he could play off the ball a ton. And Derek Fisher, he never won or did anything outside of the Lakers, but he's the perfect fit opposite Kobe Bryant to play in the triangle, a guy who didn't really need the ball in his hands to make plays. Anyway, it's the idea of circumstance. You know, if you're a if you're set to a certain style or scheme, you got to draft a guy or acquire a guy that fits that style or scheme, or you got to run something else. Do I think anybody could succeed under Mike McDaniel? I do not. I, I do not, because you have to make quick reads, quick throws, get rid of the football. Do I think others could? Absolutely. Absolutely. Dolphins are going to be interesting because we do we have seen this before where teams get off to a red-hot start in terms of uh, running away. It feels like they're running away from the league, and then slowly but surely, you know, people start to catch up. And slowly but surely, they kind of pull them in like a rope and catch up to them. That, that does, in fact, happen. And you look at the Dolphins now, and they're going to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And I will grant you, the Eagles have not been great this year. But it sure feels like their physicality defensively is going to challenge Tua Tagovailoa and play on the road. Like, look, if they win this game, and the Eagles are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, they win this game, and I don't know enough about the schematics of the, of the matchup. But it feels like on the road in that environment, Going to be a tough one for the Dolphins. Tough one for the Dolphins. Do you guys ever just do this? I do this with my son all the time. Just ever pick, ever pick. And tomorrow we have a ton of picks coming up for you. Do you guys ever do where you just pick every game regardless of spread and you realize it's a lot harder than you think? You ever done that? That's I do it with my son every week. And I think he's up, uh, he's up four weeks to two. And he didn't study it nearly as much as I study it. Just winners, right? Just winners. Not no lines. No lines. You ever done that? I've done it. Because yeah, I do it, I do it with family back home. I get a call from my 13 year old cousin every Wednesday at five o'clock, and he calls me for my weekly picks straight up. And it's, it's really hard. It is. It is. Now are these uh, are these picks weighted? Have you ever done one of those pools? Where you put like yep. at the top the thirteenth most confident and you get the point system. Is that what that is? Yes. 
I do not do weighted. I just do. We just pick every game. I do a weighted you know, against the spread pool. Oh, weighted against that's the spread? Yes. Wow. Good luck with that. It might as well yeah, just flip a, a coin. That's a lot of work. It is. <laughs> Trust that feels me, it exhausting. is. That feels like a lot. But think about of it. Work. Like if you were to put if if you're to to rack up the points, it's a completely. I mean, I really would be better off betting the money to try to hit a five team parlay with the spread than just ranking it and putting some cash in at the beginning of the season and hoping to win the pot. Like it'd be much. It's actually a stupid thing for me to do. I should. I should if I was. Uh, really, really wanted to get into it is to do that. Just put a five-team parlay of the team's top five teams that you thought. But well, guys, yeah, I'm I, in both. I'm still trying to figure out the give and take points. So yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm at. You'd probably finish in first. <laughs> no, John was willing to take 14 points on the Dolphins on Sunday uh, last Friday. So very gracious of him. Um. Well, I mean, we can ask Jared Smith. He's going to join me in the pod, right? Don't we have him for the book for yeah, the pod? Yeah, on the, the bonus pod. podcast. Okay, Jared, we can ask him about give and take, or we could have a that could be a good betting segment, give or take. Like I just made it up, just like that. <laughs> Do you want to give it or and take on, it? On, on, on behalf of behalf of John Ramos, who didn't understand the give and take, we debut a new segment on the Doug Gottlieb Show called Give and Take. You know what's interesting, guys, is. We were just talking about quality of play in the NFL. Yep. And I was watching last night's Rangers-Astros game and realizing that, um, I mean, look, the Astros were, uh, Alvarez was incredible. He had a home run taken away, but that dude, just he's just hitting the snot off the baseball. Snot out of the baseball. But I, it's interesting, like, we have not had any really iconic fall classic games in baseball. Like these playoffs, in addition to eliminating the top seeds, have kind of been nondescript in terms of, you know, pitching decisions and uh, bottom of the ninth plays. It feels like it's been relatively boring, but not because the quality of play from the winning team, but none of them have been terribly close. Yeah, I would say the only thing that has been must-see TV is every Phillies home run because of how that ballpark in Philadelphia responds. Yeah. Like that's an amazing scene. Truly is. What Did is you guys the, see the video of the two eagles? Yeah, I was just about to, to bring football? that up. So those are eagles? Yeah. I, I keep yeah. seeing it without the sound up. So those are two eagles having a conversation. What are they, mic'd up or something? DeAndre yeah. Swift was one of them, yeah. DeAndre Swift. And it was like the first baseball game they've ever been to. And ah. they're, trying, they're, trying to, they're trying to figure it out, like what it's, what it's all about. Amazing. It's, it's good video. It's really good video. But like baseball has not... With and and obviously the numbers are not going to change in the immediate, but it's like you're trying to convince somebody that baseball is so much better now, so much better regular season watch than it had been. And I'm guessing postseason scoring is probably up, although I don't know. I haven't seen the stats to that. But it just hasn't given us any series yet or game yet that you're like, man, that's baseball. You know, like pitching decisions and changes and a stolen base or anything just hasn't given us like the like the one game that it gave us was the last series with the Phillies where, um, you know, Bryce Harper got caught, you know, uh, not tagging up and got doubled up at second. And that was a close game. Outside of that, there haven't been any of those iconic, you know, back and forth one run games decided by a pitching decision or, you know, a ground out or double play or some crazy play. I mean, I, I'm probably going to keep going back to this one, but you know, when when your top five teams with the fi- top five records in, in baseball 
get eliminated before your championship rounds, you're really kind of cutting yourself off at the knees as far as just like interest from the general sports fans anyways. Um, and I think boring, if you're going to use that word or if somebody's going to use that word, I think most of the sports watching public is feeling that way about October baseball right now. That's just not good for the sport. They don't have their best teams playing at the time when they're supposed to have the most eyes. And you're right. There haven't been any anything delivered, any any moments. So I, as a baseball fan, as somebody who loves this thing, it's it's it, to me it's disappointing. Yeah. Now Astros Rangers feels like it's gonna that we're, we're gonna get right, because you know the the Rangers go in and win the first two games. Astros won last night in Texas. It does feel like if the Astros can win more more game, we're gonna get there. Game six and game seven should be awesome, but we just haven't gotten there yet. Now, uh, help me out. The Eagles players, this is baffling to me right now. The Eagles players have never been to a baseball game or just not a Philadelphia Phillies game. I think I felt like a baseball game at okay, all. Okay, because I don't play any professional sports and I've been to games all the time. I know base. I mean, I don't. How could they have not been to, how could a professional athlete not have been to a professional game of another sport? That's shocking well, why would to me. They? Well, I don't think so. Most kids don't like. Again, it all depends on your demographic. But lots of kids don't. They don't play baseball as much anymore. I mean, you've seen so many people throw out a first pitch. Like, have they ever thrown a baseball? And the answer is no. But no. that doesn't mean they. Ha- that doesn't mean just because you can't throw a baseball doesn't mean you haven't been to a baseball game. I think more people than you you believe have never been to a baseball yeah. game. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you if you grow up, let's just say, I don't know. Montana or Mississippi, uh-huh. where are you going to go to a baseball game? You're going to just drive. But I mean, they've been in Philadelphia. Know. How long have they been in, in the professional sport? I guess if they were rookies, yeah. But if they're not, wouldn't they have been at some point to a, a Phillies game or any professional sports they game? They oh, wouldn't no. live in Philadelphia okay. in the offseason. No, they're, they're in the offseason. Okay. And when they're in Philadelphia in the offseason for OTAs and then they. And and that's where they are. That's their. That's what they do for work. Hope they had a good time then. I mean, some of your. <laughs> yeah, you're like. I mean, Ron was like super bitter. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah. He, hey, he grew up ten minutes pro- from Dodger Stadium. Yeah, everybody yeah. should be doing every a professional game. team in his backyard. Look at that. It was Grilling DeAndre Swift and Terrell all Edmonds. night long. <laughs> Jeez. The I think the left leaning uh, media types would say, "Hey, this is a great example." Uh, you know, blacks are just not interested in, in, in baseball. This is this is a perfect example. And they would show this over and over again. Do you think the left would think that? Yeah, the left-leaning media. Left-leaning media, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you'd get people that would say, I mean, like Terrell Edmonds, he grew up in Virginia, in Danville, Virginia. So he's and he's 26 years old. Uh, Danville, Virginia, is right on the border of Maryland, nowhere near where the Nationals play, nowhere near Major League Baseball. So yeah, I, I think a lot of it's where you grew up. Where, where you grew up, Ramos? Okay, that's you know? a valid point. I maybe I just assume that professional athletes. See I think professional other, athletes. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think the NBA games are a little bit more popular to go to, probably uh, than than NFL games. I mean, look, I know lots of people who have never been in an NFL game. I think an NFL game has been more sparsely attended by other, you know, one, because 
one when you're a kid, they're really expensive. Two, you know, again, they're in specific locations. Three, you may have been to a college game, not a pro game. And four, also, like, if you actually like watching them on TV, going to a game, you can't watch everything else on TV. I would say NFL games have been less attended by former by professional athletes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. It's a Thursday. That means we got Thursday night football. Jags and Saints. Yeah. All right. We're broadcasting live from the TyRack.com studios. TyRack.com. Hope you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TyRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Uh, all right. So we, we'll, do some, we'll do some Thursday night football upcoming. We'll talk some Dolphins in terms of who deserves credit. We got the press upcoming. We got a bunch. We got a bunch to get to. A lot of things to get to. But I want to talk some college football. And who better to talk it with than a guy who was tremendous quarterback in college, playing the pros as well, now covers it uh, for Bet Online as well as CBS Sports. He's Danny Cannell, he's here on behalf of Bet Online. Check out Bet Online for updated college football playoff conference, Heisman, and college football week eight lines. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. DK, let, let's start with your alma mater at Florida State. You know, really, Florida State not hiring Dion, you know, years a couple years ago is what kind of triggered Dion supposedly into getting into coaching and then stealing away Travis Hunter, who was committed to going to his alma mater. Um, what did you think coming into the season in regards to Florida State and the rebuild job and where they were? So, do 
Doug, I thought this year would be a learning year, a building year, like build the foundation for Colorado. I thought they would be probably a three-win team. You know, I, I was like a lot of people who said, oh, man, their schedule's brutal. It starts off rough. TCU, Nebraska. And I was wrong at the beginning of the year. Um, and then, you know, it takes off, and everybody's like, you know, the, the hype train has left the station. And as you're watching them closely, I just – and it was fun. It's been a great story. But then you start hearing that hype train go a little bit too fast. And it's like, okay, it's time to get off. So I still think it's, it's headed in the right direction. You've brought, you know, millions and millions of dollars uh, in free advertising and free recruiting and brand development to, to Boulder. But I am very, very curious to see how these remaining five games go because it's a, it's, it will not be surprising if they go 0-5 to finish out the year because they're about to get in the thick of their schedule against the better portion of the Pac-12 that they're about to face. Um, okay, what about Florida State? Did you think they could be this good this early? I did, and I still, you know what, because I'm still about the same way I was in the preseason because I picked them to win the ACC, but I did not win, uh, pick them to win a national championship. And that, to me, is kind of where they are. Like, I think they're good enough to win the ACC to get to the playoffs, but can they beat Michigan? Can they beat Ohio State? Can they beat... Um, you know, the best Washington, the best teams in the country, I have my concerns because, you know, they their best game by far was LSU to open up the season, and they dominated that game. Then they should have been beat by Clemson on the road in South Carolina, squeak out a win there with, you know, you could make a case that Clemson's young quarterback made the wrong decision or else they could have lost that game. And they finally, you know, put a game together last week against Syracuse, but it's still Syracuse isn't very good. And they've been kind of just, you know, kind of ho-hum going along the season. I'd like to see them go out on the national stage to, you know, Saturday night, dominate a pretty good Duke team. When I say dominate, like win by three touchdowns, you know, take care of it from start to finish. Their defense is probably the one thing that has me most concerned about their ability to really go, you know, and potentially be a national championship contender. Um, okay, but Duke this weekend, how big a challenge is that? Well, I mean, they're a two-touchdown favorite for a reason, but I think the biggest reason is that Riley Leonard, the quarterback for Duke, who is a sick basketball player, by the way, I'm sure you've seen the 360 dunk that he did in a game in high school. Uh, he's got some sick hops and he's got some game. And I, I talked to him a few weeks ago, and he actually said he was always wanted to be a basketball player, took up the sport of football extremely late. He's incredibly gifted. He's a really good athlete playing quarterback. I don't think he's a good quarterback yet, but he single-handedly beat Clemson. I mean, he rushed for over 100 yards, had several big plays in that game. But if even if he does play, you know, at the end of the Notre Dame game, had that really ugly ankle injury where he twisted it, looked like one of those high ankle injury sprains. If he's not fully mobile and, you know, fully back to health, if he's limited in the run game and what he can hurt you most with, I don't think you know Florida State will be challenged that much. And if it's their backup, Henry Boleyn, the fourth, he only had you know four completions. He was four of twelve against NC State. There's a pretty big drop off with him. But Mike Elko, the Duke head coach, is a defensive mind. He will have a plan to slow down uh, Florida State's offense, which has been you know one of the best offenses in the country behind Keon Coleman, the transfer from Michigan State, who has been absolutely a stud on the outside. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Danny Cannell. Danny, I think the 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 popular perception is nobody's great, 
right? That nobody's great. And now you take Brock Bowers out for for Georgia, and their their margin for error is more slight than it used to be. <clears throat> if I were to ask you, just honest, based upon what you've seen, is there anybody you think's better than somebody than everybody else? I think Michigan might be that team. Like they have Dom. Now they're again goes back to schedule, and that's their biggest. You know, knock against them is, well, who have you beaten? Well, they're absolutely crushing every opponent they played. And now that they're starting to get into Big Ten play, they're still dominating teams in the Big Ten. So I think Michigan is that team. I think Washington is a step above, and they showed it against Oregon. Now, that game was an incredible game, and it was at home. I think Oregon is in that category as well. But I would say if there was one team that feels like they should be at the top of college football, I think it's Michigan. And it makes sense because they've been that team that's been knocking on the door, right? They've been back-to-back Big Ten champs. They've been to the playoffs. They had TCU, and you had a couple pick sixes from J.J. McCarthy. Otherwise, they win that game. They just feel like they're ready to take that next step. J.J. McCarthy has been the most efficient quarterback in the country, and the only reason he's not putting up massive numbers is because they don't need him to. He very rarely plays deep into the second half. So I think Michigan is that team that looks the part of the best team in college football. All right, well, there's allegations today that they're stealing signs, which is, <laughs> it, yeah, which is not that, I mean, you tell me, doesn't feel like it's even that big a thing. The big accusation is, they got people advanced scouting in person, which, as we all know, is a no-no. hasn't been allowed in 30 years. What do you think's behind all of this? I don't know. Um, if they are sending people, uh, I remember the Patriots had a guy at the Bengals at a Cincinnati Bengals game, and he got busted with a camera. You know, if they're going that far and it's that nefarious, then yeah, I think it's pretty serious and serious allegations, and there should be serious punishment too. Without details coming out, I don't know what to think. But the fact that the Big Ten has responded and the NCAA, like this is a thing, definitely concerning. But there's also, there's also the aspect of it feels like there's a little bit of a, a spat going on with Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA. Remember, he did have to serve suspension to start the season. He's been pretty uh, petulant, I guess is the word you can say. He, he doesn't love the NCAA, has made no secret of it, and some of the rules that feel stupid. like. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if the NCAA and all of these investigations start digging a little bit deeper. It's like, really? You want to try to take us on? Remember, they have a new president in Charlie Baker who might be saying, all right, well, let's see what else we can find on Michigan. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if they found something. But I need to see, like, proof. I need to see exactly what was taking place because everybody is trying to steal signs. In fact, if you watch on TV now, you, I'm sure you've seen it, you've noticed it, because I've had a couple people ask me about it. There's like this sheet that rolls out, like it, it un, unravels, and it's probably about six to nine feet wide, and they put it right over the play caller. And that is so that on the TV copy, you can't see the, uh, the play caller. Like you can't see the signals and what's being said. That's because of the paranoid coaches that are well aware that people are trying to steal their signals, and it's happened forever. There's a really easy, uh, easy solution, Doug. Just go to the NFL model. Like, put speakers in their helmet. Let quarterbacks have communication with the coordinators. We don't have to worry about this anymore. But, you know, I'm sure they're cutting costs. It's expensive. And even though as much money as college football is raking in, you'd think they'd do it. And I guess that's probably my guess. That's what will come of all of this. It'll just speed up the process and getting, you know, communication to the quarterback quicker which is a good thing because I think that would be a good thing for college football. Uh, what, what is your quarterback-to-quarterback? What's your assessment of Caleb Williams after watching him struggle last week? One bad game. You know, I, I didn't really – it was horrible. It was a bad game for him. 
you see great quarterbacks have bad games all the time. It was at the worst time possible. I do think it cost him the Heisman Trophy, um, especially because he's already won it. Like, it's, it's only happened once for a reason. Archie Griffin won it in the 70s. Just even the Heisman, the Heisman winners themselves don't want another guy in that crew. So you'd have to be almost perfect, which Caleb Williams had been on the field. And then he had that game on the massive stage. I mean, a lot of eyeballs watching. I think it cost him. Now, what I also think it possibly could have cost him is the unanimous, there is no debate who the number one quarterback is. I still think he'll be the number one overall pick, but that game combined with the stuff that you're hearing out of his camp, which I can't stand, about, you know, does he try to come back with NIL and, and pick his own team? And, you know, is he, is he trying to get a piece of ownership uh, with, his, you know, with his draft, you know, his rookie contract? Like, things like that are so far out of whack with what his priorities should be. I think that's what teams will notice as well. And so Drake May at North Carolina has been playing great. He is uber-talented as well. I think that game combined with some of those rumblings will open up that debate more than it probably should be. Danny Cannell, uh, join us on behalf of Bet Online. Check out Bet Online for updated college football playoff, conference Heisman, and college football week eight lines. DK, great stuff, man. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it, Doug. Have a great weekend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.